Swung on and missed. That takes the count. Two on, two out in the bottom of the ninth as Nathan and Travis try to clinch the six-pack double feature against the league of their own in Major League. Here's the pitch. I'd like to leave you all in a little prayer. Dear Lord, may our feet be swift. May our bats be mighty. May our balls be plentiful. And Lord, I just like to thank you for that waitress in South Bend. You know who she is. She kept calling your name. This summer, Tom Hanks is managing the impossible. The Rockford Peaches. missing the cutoff man. Now, that, that, that's something that I would like you to work on before next season. Columbia Pictures would like to take you out to the ball game for an all-star comedy. They'll pay you $75 a week. We only make 30 at the dairy. Well, then, this would be more, wouldn't it? The manager, Tom Hanks. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. The catcher, Gina Davis. Well, you see, we slip in the back seat. You make a man out of me. We should I smack you around for a while. Can't we do both? The pitcher, Lori Petty. I made it. I'm a peach. A Rockford peach. The scout. John Lovitz. Are you coming? See how it works is. The train moves, not the station. And batting cleanup, Madonna. What if my uniform bursts open and, oops, my bosoms come flying out? Think there are men in this country who ain't seen your bosoms? A league of their own. All right. God knows we have a game. It's not like any of this helps, believe me. <laughs> Directed by Penny Marshall. That is the goddamnest worst trailer I've ever heard. Do you think it's a surprise that they made any money off of? I mean, the that name makes it sound, that it, makes it, it sound, sound like a like like an Omaha, Nebraska, ABC affiliates president's kid wrote a script and tried to wedge it in on like local UHF Sunday night programming in 1987. Hey, but Dad, I can get Vince Scully to denounce it. Yeah, okay, son. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. That, that trailer was terrible. <laughs> hey, welcome in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm mad. I am mad. That's how we, uh, that's how we start things here. <laughs> this is a six-pack double feature. He's Travis. And he's Nathan. And he's pissed. <laughs> I am pissed. I am pissed at that trailer. Because I was... I wanted to go out to the ball game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore, do you? After no, it? now I'm. I hate baseball. Yeah, it's, it's. What you got there? Oh, this would be a Line and Kugel Summer Shandy. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the last beer that I've had in the last two 
pro ball games that I've been at, and it's mm. really good. I uh, I'm gonna pick something that I'm gonna like. I'm drinking Miller. If I'm paying fourteen dollars for a tall boy <laughs> at a ballpark, and that's not I'm not BSing you. It's probably at least twelve or fourteen oh, for sure. like a sixteen to twenty ounce can yeah. of beer. Yeah. So, hey, guess what? We're doing uh, a league of their own. Yeah. That and was another the, movie that Jamie already told you about, so it's not like it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> it was the the horrible, horrible trailer for uh, Illegal. What uh, was that like? The B trailer, the C. Trailer? I couldn't find anything other than that trailer. That's the A trailer, B trailer, and C trailer. Like, C. There's only one trailer on YouTube to find. What honestly, what pisses me off about that trailer is everything that it, it still gears it toward like a, a male audience. Not that the movie was geared toward females, but it's hey, look, girls play baseball. Yeah, it's a lady. It's it's a female empowering movie. It's it's written and directed by King Laverne, for God's sake. You or know? At least directed. I at don't least, know if the one who wrote it is. I. But it's it's very yes. much it's very much girl power. Go girls! And yeah. It, it, Tom Hanks is coaching these crazy broads as they try to swing a bat. Yeah. So. uh... I'll just jump right into first impressions. What are your first impressions? Uh, was it just me, or were you waiting for the appearance of Michael McKean? Who? Michael McKean. Oh, uh, yeah. Were you waiting for Lenny to show up because up Squiggy was there? A, up your nose with a rubber hose. Uh, I'll be honest with you. When I was writing that down, I'm like, I mean, I know that Cindy Williams, who played Shirley on Laverne and Shirley, uh, is not going to show up. But, you know, you got the big ragu. You got... The big ragu's in this? Yeah, he was Madonna's dance partner in that... Scene was in he? the bar, yeah. Okay. You didn't realize that was him? No, I didn't. Just wow. But you do you did know Squiggy was the baseball announcer. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. For sure. I think uh I think Lisa had told me that he he that's where he got his start, the big ragu was dancing or some type of He's like a Tony he had a Tony uh, similar parallel life to Tony Danza yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So but yeah. I always forget this movie starts in the corner. But I, I wanted Lenny to show up, and I was surprised. Because it seemed like something that Michael McKean would have done. He could have done He, like may, a he may have been out of the country. Who knows? Yeah. But I honestly believe that it seems like something that he would have done if he had had the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I would hope. That's in my – that's how, that's what I hope. I always forget that this movie starts in the, quote, present. Uh, yeah, that was the other thing I said. Um, does it just me? That's, I mean, I don't want to jump to what would you cut out already or what would your magic wand be? But to be honest with you, I forgot that it started and there's five minutes of present day, weird looking Gina, old Gina Davis. I mean, re- literally if Gina Davis is 87 years old, <laughs> that's what she's going to look like kind of thing. That, that was kind of creepy. And what's worse is, is the eerie part is when they dub her voice in. <laughs> yeah. It looks just a little – it's a little unsettling. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going to jump all over the place with this one, but that's that's the one thing if I could change with a magic wand, I would remove the first five minutes. I get the grandmother talking, you know, especially yeah. the grandmother who yeah. played her version of pro ball, sure. pro baseball, that's, you know, tell her grandsons, you know, you know, give them hell, you know, kill them, you know, while they're, <laughs> you know, while they're playing basketball or whatever. Yeah. But I mean – it just feels kind of forced that they have to get to wherever the ballpark is where they have the reunion before they go you know through that was, oh, that, Cooperstown you, to you know where that was shot? Where was that shot? Vincennes, Indiana. Oh, I knew I did see Indiana. Oh, that was nice. Um I knew they shoot I knew they shoot. They shooted some stuff. I knew they shot some stuff in uh, Indiana. 
Um, I remember reading that. Quick little side note: Lori, mm-hmm. Lori Petty with her second appearance in this uh, in this show and in this season, and Gina Davis with. Oh, that's right. I wasn't even there. We've had some repeat offenders. Yeah. <laughs> Gina Davis is Gina Davis's third. Third, because we had her in um, the really horrible pirate movie, The uh-huh. Butthole Pirate. Um, <laughs> Jane is a bitch. Uh, yeah, Jane is a bitch. And in this That's episode, a good episode, and this is another good one. So yeah. at least she's two for one. She's batting, you know, above five hundred okay. for the- <laughs> <laughs> this. So I was. This came out in ninety two, correct? Yeah, sure. I was eleven or twelve, so I, I definitely had a uh, a sense of this being like on TV and commercials and stuff. And this was the hot shit movie that summer or that year. Did it come out in the summer? I would make sense. Yeah. If it didn't come out in the summer, it would have been a disjust. Like it wouldn't. Uh... Who wants to watch a baseball movie at Christmas time? I do. Yeah. Uh, but I remember it being the hot shit movie that year because Madonna was hot shit. This yeah, was, nine. It was, it was kind of like her that was pinnacle her, that or was her, her pinnacle. apex, yeah. kind of the sex book and and all that Madonna ness. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was weird. It's like I'm. I was like, I would imagine that this is probably the best performance that Madonna has ever put on film. I've not seen all of her work, but I, I, I've I don't I've seen enough that. of her work to know that uh, this is the best performance I've seen so far. <laughs> it's just weird now looking back, like with this film being about twenty five years old, that Madonna was so big that in popular culture that she deserved third billing after Tom Hanks and Gina Davis. Wow, really? Yeah, I don't know how much she made, but all the way May. <laughs> what did my bosom fall out? Do you think anyone else could have played all the way May? At that, time. At that time, that way, it just would have been someone just acted and looked kind of slutty, which is what pretty much Madonna, Madonna did a really good job of doing, of doing for fifteen years or ten <laughs> years or whatever. Courtney Love could have played. <laughs> <laughs> what if I slide into third and my tits fall out and my junk needle falls out of my purse? That's my Courtney Love impression. That's nice. <laughs> well, you see why Kurt married her. <laughs> What's funny to me watching this movie is my wife and, and her sister uh, both grew up on a, a small farm, so I kept making jokes. Like, oh, is that what you guys did? Yeah. Is that what you guys did? Did you milk the cows that way? Did you guys play baseball between milking cows? And I think they were actually working at a dairy, though. Don't, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> <laughs> is that how your wife grabbed a teat? <laughs> During World War II, here's a quick summation of the plot during world war ii uh they tried to keep the american way of life going here in good old us of a and baseball is a big part of that but most of the male baseball players were drafted or joined or joined yeah so who wasn't drafted was joined and who didn't join was drafted <laughs> in real life help me out here what in real life who was behind wrigley was it wrigley okay yeah it they, was they 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 altered a bunch. The, the, a bunch of the names in the history, but yeah, it was Wrigley. It wasn't Harvey Barr or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it was Wrigley who, you know, if anybody who knows who the Cubs are, Wrigley Field, you know, I've Wrigley been, Chewing actually, Gum. I stood on home plate at Wrigley Field. Yeah. How's and that? I did the, uh, I did the uh, Babe Ruth call my shot thing mm-hmm. and my dad leaned down. And I was, they were taking my picture and my dad leaned down and he goes, wrong stadium, son. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, 
okay. But, um, so, but girls, they they did a, a, an all girls baseball league, and it kept baseball going in America, and it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. So, it's America. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get any you, of my recommendations. In. So you, uh, I did trivia for this one. You you grew up in a baseball house, huh? I did. We we weren't really a baseball house. Like it was. I mean, but I love baseball. It's. I'm not. I'm not one of your. Yeah. Bible thumper kind of patriot kind of people, but it's like that's America's kind of thing. Like, it's America's pastime. We it's, stole it yes. from from the Brits and changed a bunch of shit. But it's baseball is America's game, and it's Britain, America 2.0. <laughs> Canada, America 2.0. <laughs> that's more accurate. <laughs> it's cricket 2.0. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I know we all know that Major League is the other episode we'll be talking about later. But yes. it's like I put down here. It's like just like Major League, this film is like perfectly cast. Each player plays yeah. their part perfectly. Do you know about that? Those weird facts. Have you read the weird facts? Probably Cracked has articles on it about Tom Hanks peeing in a lot of his movies. Yes, 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 yes. I've and seen. And this. That. Do you know how long he peed for? Two minutes. 53 seconds. 53 seconds, okay. <laughs> I only looked, knew because I looked it up. I didn't like pull out my phone going, start. <laughs> I don't know where I got two minutes. But... And apparently he didn't know when it was going to end because Penny Marshall was in the stall next to him with a hose pouring water into a toilet. So he just had to visually give off the, oh, uh, <laughs> until it was over. So she just recorded, she just gave enough she, performance. Yes, she gave enough. the sound and the performance and forced him into the performance like kind of impromptu and had to play off the sound until it was done. And so it's kind of funny. That was one of the trivia bits on that. That's <laughs> great. Oh, I love that. As Penny Marshall's in the other stall, like with the hose. <laughs> All right, Tom, I'm going to go ahead and start the hose. Terrible. That was, that's your Penny Marshall. That's, that's my, my Penny Marshall, everyone. Uh, the pacing, be, is, the pacing is great. The pacing is good. The, I found it hard, like you said before. I found it hard taking notes the first time I watched it again because it had been a while since I'd seen I still it. Have, I still haven't finished my notes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I truly haven't. Um, I'm gonna, I'm the last I watched one. it one and a half times, and it's on my phone. I downloaded it. I had a digital copy of it or whatever, and I'd, I'm like, i got to refresh a little bit, and I ended up watching another hour of it again. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, I love any movie that has – like like late 80s or early 90s has Tom Hanks yelling in comedic roles. <laughs> Is there anything better? No. It's so, it's like so perfectly funny. He just he has that manicness and his <laughs> delivery, yeah. It's so great. Hope that didn't distort. Sorry you guys. No, he's he's perfect in this. Yeah. As I put down here, screaming Tom Hanks in in a comedy is one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so it's got like a classic baseball movie pace. Mm-hmm. A lot of baseball movies do the same thing. Field of Dreams did it. Uh, I'm not as familiar with Bull Durham. I've only seen it once. Major League is that way. <clears throat> Those are the only baseball movies you know. You're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head, yes. But they, they sort of – I guess any movie does this, but they, they sort of start and they kind of – they tent pull up to a, mm-hmm. to a high point. But they always start with like the lowly – whoever the, 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 the main subject or the two subjects of your movie are – starts with them and they kind of rise up into the game, into the league, into the movie, whatever you want to say. Right. And then there's the high point. There's a little bit of... It's, it plays like a season. It like, does. Well, yeah, and, it and, does. On, and in all honesty, I forgot when rewatching this again 
that the whole movie is only one season because mm-hmm. Dottie only played one season. Right. And so I forgot that until I came to the end. I'm like, and I wrote that down. I'm like, I forgot. This is all one season. Um, whatever her name is, the the ugly one. <laughs> I can't think Dot. of her name. No, no uh, not Dot. Kit, Kit. Not Kit. I was talking about the... Oh, the ugly, ugly one. The, literally, you? the one where when they show the promo videos, you're like... What a hitter. What a hitter, yeah. Uh, Marla Gooch. <laughs> yeah, Marla. <laughs> I mean, because she leaves because she gets married. She comes back and play, plays another season. And or two or whatever. I mean, right. I mean, I don't know if they based her specifically off a a particular person, but I mean, you would imagine with the talent that she does have that she would come back and everybody waves, see you next season after she gets married to Nelson in the early forties. That's not gonna. She's he's not gonna let her come back. Well, he's I mean, gonna, one of the gonna... trivia bits apparently the original cut of this movie is like four hours long because they showed backstory on all the players. That'd be interesting to watch. That would be interesting to watch. And apparently like at the characters. end of the film, Marla shows up uh, for Racine and is playing and ends up going into labor because she's pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. The baseball season is long. I don't think it's that long. No, it, it, it's what I have next written down is kind of what you just said. You don't, you don't even need the four-hour version to develop these rich – well-drawn characters. Yeah. There's, because it's it's like you said earlier as well, it's cast perfectly is hard. I use the word perfectly a lot when mm-hmm. I really like something. And that's, that's probably not fair because few things are perfect, but few people could have been cast in, in roles. those roles. It, better. No. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Maybe Penny Marshall is just that good at like a, like a well, pre-job Well, here's the funny thing. Another bit on the trivia that I started to research, research on is that they did, they had like 2,000 girls come to USC for casting and they did acting, but they were not guaranteed a part until they could prove that they could play. And so, so that was a requisite. They had to play. They had to be able to play. Okay. That's very cool. Yeah. And so they had to show the skill on the field as much as they could actually act. And I felt like that was, that's pretty awesome for them to go, look, you guys, you girls need to show on film that you're playing ball. For real. And everything that and that's what really shines through in this movie as well yeah. is how how well those those performances well, on the field as well as off the field because are. Because you it's hard to fake that. It's hard to fake especially in the in the early nineties, it's hard to fake action like that. Yeah. Okay, nowadays you could CGI it or uncanny. I mean they value, had but. they had two different uniforms depending on when they were filming and what time our part of the game was. It was either clean jersey or dirty jersey. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. That's like that's a you could almost consider that an in-camera effect. Yeah. So like when Gina Davis like the and she caught the ball, she caught that. She really caught that. Mm-hmm. Now was it a it was like a wild And Rosie O'Donnell learned how to throw to two players. That was oh, all. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's great. How hard was the pitch that Gina Davis when she like, you know, when she caught it? Like, um I don't know. We were... I didn't have all of everything written down. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't there. Um <laughs> But you told me Gina Davis didn't. She was. The only she was the only one that didn't have to prove the fact that she could play. I think she ended up learning after the fact. She could do the splits too, but she couldn't do that specific. Like all, every all the stunts were by the players, except for her Very catching cool. that pop up and doing the splits. 
she couldn't slide in and do the splits. She could do the splits, but she couldn't slide and do the splits at the gotcha. same time. So they had to bring someone in to do that specifically. But when she catches the ball behind her back, that was real, you know. So that's I mean, awesome. they they really learned how to play, and so that's what makes that this movie so much more enjoyable is the fact that you know that they're they're really playing. <laughs> it's I mean, like, for uh, most of the people listening to this may know how we know each other <clears throat> in real life. But when I first moved to Tennessee, Nathan was my boss at a um, big box electronics retailer. <laughs> big box? <laughs> idea box. Remember that from 96? Uh, Best okay. Buy's idea box? Sure. That was the thing. I tried to forget all these things. Anyway, uh, he was my supervisor, and he I, I worked at the loss prevention desk, and he would periodically come up there to let me go take a cigarette break or lunch break or go home pee or, break or, or whatever. Yeah. Pee yeah. break or whatever. And, uh, one time, <laughs> if you remember this, I'll be amazed. I remember it cause I was able to work it into conversation. <laughs> I'm <laughs> dreading what you're going to say now. <laughs> you, like, hey, Trav, I'm time to go, go smoke or whatever you want to do. You want to take a break or whatever. And I was like, yeah. Hey, Nathan. Has anyone ever told you you look like a penis with that little hat on? <laughs> and then I walked I away. And you went, don't. "Wait, did you just say it?" I was like, "I'm away from the desk. You can't. You can't call me back. I'm going to smoke." I don't remember that. It I'm was going. one of my crowning moments. Um, so what doesn't work for you? Is anything doesn't work, or Shit, anything man. you would want to change with a magic wand, like one scene or <sighs> thing? I again, I hate to use the quote unquote word, the word quote unquote perfect. It's it's hard to say what doesn't work. Um, maybe, just maybe, you could say the stars were too big right? for the time. Okay. Madonna was huge. Madonna was huge. Gina Davis was huge. Tom Hanks was big, Tom too. Hanks was, <laughs> yeah, Tom, well, he Tom was, Hanks was big. Because he was in big. <laughs> um, but I don't think in that, I don't, again, I was a kid. I don't remember that being a detractor. It would be for me now, but also having no names would be, I don't know. It, the, that's, that's. That's why it's so hard because no, this movie is so – it gets me right in the feels. Mm-hmm. If you don't cry when Betty Spaghetti gets a telegram that her husband's dead in Italy, I don't want to know you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is Betty Spaghetti. Did you know you know who she is? I know her face. She, her I've name. Seen... She Well, if you know her face, you've seen Apollo 13. She plays um, Bill Paxton's wife, his mm. character's wife mm. in there. But other than that, uh, her name you... is Tracy Reiner. Oh, okay. So if you put two and two together, her dad is Rob Reiner. You're like Carl Reiner. (laughs) Her dad's last name is maybe Reiner. Reiner. Uh, Her mom is Penny Marshall. But she had to win that part. She was not automatically cast because she was her daughter. Sure. But I had no idea that Betty Spaghetti was. No, I didn't. Was Penny Marshall's daughter. That's cool. Yeah. Did you know they cut down John Lovitz's scenes? So his jokes had more punch. He had a significantly larger role in the larger in the longer version. Is that why he's so much featured in that trailer? Like the trailer makes you think John Lovitz is a part of the movie where it's like <laughs> he's got like seven lines. They're all great, but his well, this most would be of more, his wouldn't but, it? but most of his lines were and, and scenes were cut down. So all of his like delivery, it's, uh, it's like, all of its gold. It was all gold. Yeah, and get. The audience to laugh. There's not a lot wrong with this movie. No, there's there isn't. Not, there's not. If, just I mean, it's not of, as as completely historically accurate, but it was written as a comedy, 
based on a true story. I think it still gets its message across. Rather than stating, you know, based on real events. Right. I mean, right. yes, but it's more than that. They just either they chose to go in a different direction, or they chose not to get the rights for you know, Mr. Wrigley or things like that. Right, right. For specifics, but I mean, it was No, it get, in my opinion, it gets the message across. Right. Uh without But it's also <laughs> It's, it's also hilarious. hilarious. No, it's because it's like you said again earlier. Everybody is there's not a miscasting no in it. Could other people have played these roles? Yep. Yes. Would it have been the same chemistry? Mm, probably no. not. No, not at all. No, I don't think Gina Davis was probably kind of like you've peak got your, Gina Davis. You've got almost. your tent poles. You've got your tent pole or your apex Gina Davis. Um, apex. Does she look any better than in this movie with the red hair? No. <laughs> no, she's. There's something about the really tall girl, you yeah. know, that you kind of fantasized about when you were younger. And um, younger, okay, uh, when you or now, <laughs> or, <whenever. laughs> or Travis for now, um, but that her and the red hair, yeah. Well, she's just a badass. Yeah, and she's a, she is a badass. Yeah, I love strong women. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines is "Use that, <laughs> use your head, Doris. That's that lump three feet above your ass." <laughs> <laughs> but that she takes it. Line. She takes it so well, like because later she she brings the joke back up. Mm-hmm. That's that lump three feet above our ass, right, Jimmy? Yeah, for some less than others, Doris. Did you know the movie inspired a very short-lived show, TV show, '93? Oh, I so vaguely forgot that they did that until I pulled up some information on that. Here's the funny thing, though. It was probably not good, uh, <laughs> which is why it was short-lived. Yeah. Um, but apparently, as of March of this year, Amazon is trying to develop the film into an actual like 10-episode series. If they find the right characters, it's been long enough. The way I shows, think it could work. The way shows are written and operated now, now yeah, I think yeah. it could be okay. Be- well, because like we were talking about before, there's that four hour like sure. Like director's cut or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Where you actually got backstories on all the players. Have I'm you, like, uh, okay, I could sit and watch I was thinking 10 about, hours was, of this if someone writes it well, that would be your detriment. Is that yeah, Glow is you already... have to get the right well, show that, producers. Well, no, I was going to say is that Glow is already doing it the same on a story it's, that no one. What's wrestling? It's it's baseball, it's right? Women, but it's women in this male dominated sport, mm-hmm. so that's gonna that will hurt them. But I will absolutely watch that if they cast it and do it correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least I'll give it a shot. Uh, it may sure, suck. Sure. Who knows? What if but... they got, what if they got Laverne to do like be EP on it or something? Yeah. Or, That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Or Madonna. Or Rosie. <laughs> when I mentioned that there's the four hour cut of the movie, uh one of the one of the cutscenes is Kit and Dottie discuss how after dating for a preposterously long five years without commitment, Dottie married Bob the night he got drafted. Hmm. And it kinda I can see how that plays if you have a ten or thirteen episode story arc. Yeah. But I would cut that because it, you're like it, but it makes sense with sort of the way when you go back and, and I'm thinking of when Bob comes back. Right. That's my wife. That kind of thing. There's yeah. sort of a – she has sort of this tone. Gina mm-hmm. Davis's uh, Dottie has this sort of tone to herself where she's – and she has this kind of wanting, lamentation or whatever, where she doesn't – you can tell she quite doesn't, doesn't – She loves the game, but she loves her husband and there's that – but she feels obligated. It's more that she's she feels obligated is to it, Bob. Is it she's equally obligated and equally loves Bob? Yeah, yeah. 
What a great way to use Bill Pullman. Because mm-hmm. he was in everything in nineteen. He was in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah. And he wasn't in it for long. No, he was. He was just just, just right, just perfect, yeah. just a little bit of spice. In the uh, um, the scene at the Suds Bar, the Suds Bucket Bar, was originally much longer. Uh, that's the, the that's the root that's and, where the root and tootin' good time Friday night. That's where you missed the big ragu dancing with Madonna, okay. and where she drinks because she drinks the beer, finishes the beer, and he's like, hurry up, and when he finishes. And then they start kissing again, mm. all of that stuff. But uh, apparently the lengthier version shows Kit striking out a would-be suitor who bets he can get a hit off of her in exchange for a little quality time in his truck. <laughs> I can see that in a 10-episode story arc. I'm glad they cut that because – No, this, this, just movie, like, is, this uh... movie this movie, pay, is paced perfectly. There's not – like it slows down. You catch your breath and you it, – it just – it moves – it flows it, really well. Very well. Uh, what's funny is is that and Tom Hanks' character, Jimmy Dugan, follows the girls to the bar and gives Kit some timely advice to win the wager. I'm going to go to it now. If you're going to if you're going to recast it, if you're going to cast the TV series now, mm-hmm. who are you casting as Jimmy Dugan? Uh, I put Paul Rudd. That's perfect. Paul Rudd could do that. Paul Rudd could do that. Oh, it's really hard to hit the other girls. I put down a few. Who did you put? I didn't. You I, didn't? I, well, let me look. I don't know. We're skipping around. I don't think Paul Rudd could pull off, like, the complete, like, carry the weight of the series or the film specifically, like, the way Hanks does in this movie. I forgot how much Hanks is in this movie, you know? I here's, forget here's, because yeah. of all the women that are in it. I'm recasting this in 1992. Okay. Bill Murray. That's who, okay. I, wrote, that's who I wrote down. Yeah, Bill Murray could have. It would be it. a different type of. If you, but yeah, but not 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 meatball Bill Murray, not Caddyshack Bill Murray, but, right? You know, well, that's that's early eighties. That's but like like yeah, legit definitely. serious Bill Murray. He could have done. He could well have done, he in ninety two. He was very close to what about Bob? Uh, what about Bob? He was uh, Groundhog Day, all in that zone where he was kind of hitting the weirdness, weird but like leading man almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. Um, <laughs> when I put down if you could recast, I was like Paul Rudd is Jimmy Dugan, and I'm trying to think more modern in this recasting. Okay, which will be different when we hit Major League because I'm modern <laughs> except for one character where it was really hard to cast. But we'll get to that later. Um, I put Emily Blunt as Dottie, and that's okay. John uh, Krasinski's wife. That's yep. what we've talked yep. about her before. Um, Emma Stone is Kit Keller. I could kind of see those two butting heads as older sister, younger sister. Okay. And then the only other role that I filled was uh, All the Way May. And so I just went with... Lady Gaga. No, I actually said Katy Perry. (laughs) (laughs) Either one, I think, could do it. Um, Katy Perry's the hotter one, if I'm going to pick two, to be completely honest with you. That's where we disagree. Well, that's okay. Um that's why if I'm recasting the lead, I said Bill Murray is Jimmy Dugan. Uh, and I, I always go – I go classic in this one, evidently. Okay. By looking at my notes. Not a far cry um, to play Dottie. Uh, Susan Sarandon could have been okay. In 1992? In 1992, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's still after Bull Durham because Bull Durham I think was 89. 87, 88. Anyway, 80, anyways, in, late 80s. Yeah, late 80s. And so I could kind of see that. I she could have, and that's kind of why. But she's definitely on the end of her career as a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but strong, 
Strong yes, female. Absolutely. Uh, Uma Thurman. Okay. Could have been good, I think. She as, Kit, she, or as Kit, as Kit, you think? As Dottie. Okay. And she would have been far younger, but I think could have been uh, cool as well. So we've skipped way ahead on that, so we'll, we'll, we'll skip back now. Um, let me see here. This is Gina Davis's best role, by the way. Yeah. Other I think than you're right. This and Beetlejuice. Um, for different reasons, but. Apparently, peop- many people uh, in in on the production wanted Jimmy and Dottie to end up together because they had kind of that chemistry. Sure, sure. Um, it was scrapped, but there were very like key scenes to some type of romantic interest tension. Uh, the conversation on the bus that stayed in the film may have seemed to hint at something more than friendship. It did, like me. where she gave him the coke, and he gave her the booze. But uh, there, nothing compares to a, a cut scene, apparently, in which Dottie watches Jimmy uh, hit batting practice late at night. Jimmy tells Dottie how much he loves watching her play, claiming that she rivals Ty Cobb and Ted Williams. After Dottie admits how much she loves baseball, he kisses her, and she runs into the clubhouse. Originally, this is where she starts packing up her things and tells Ira Lowenstein, uh, the general manager, that she has to go home. And I can see how all of those transition, but instead they shifted it to where Bob comes home. Sure. And she just... Do you think that there was like a... So in the edit, the final version that we get, do you think all of that was sort of sort of front-loaded onto you? And you're thinking like, okay, what if her husband gets killed? She could totally end up with, yeah. with Jimmy. And then well, her husband comes back, and then she's, she's sort of been having these thoughts too, maybe. And then her husband comes back comes back and she thinks, oh, okay, well, no, okay, so got to go yep, back to plan one. Back to, yep, that, that's, nope, that's where my that's where my head is. I'm going there. If you could see, like, the, the entire arc, I could see where you could play that romance more in a 10-episode sure. or 13-episode yeah. show where there's more of that romantic tension because I just married him. And he got drafted or he enlisted or whatever. And now he's right. out overseas, you know, dropping bombs or whatever. Killing krauts. It's like the man that I'm supposedly love is now gone. And this is the first person in my life now that I kind of have a connection to. And so I could get playing that, that in a 10 or 13 yeah. episode yeah. arc where in a two hour story, it just becomes a distraction of <sighs> – What's she a, just looks super dead in the movie. She just seems she's dedicated to her husband, bar none. Yeah, you know, and that it would have it would have muddied it would it would have muddied the waters, and it would have made her less of less reputable. You've mentioned some trivia before. What what other trivia do you have? <laughs> okay, sweet. Um, I love trivia. All the bruises and injuries in the film are real. The girl who slid into third with that righteous bruise on like her. Like her back leg when the, when and the butt. guy in the, when the guy in the in yeah the, like the, slide please yeah. thank you yeah that apparently lasted an entire year oh wow can you imagine no yeah I can't either but oh uh okay let's see here casting what ifs Brooke Shields was originally signed to play Dottie gross yeah I, she can't really carry much of anything not she not, carried a TV show apparently for a, a year or two in the nineties but. Brooke Shields is cool, but I'm not. But she's not, not that. She's no, not she's not Dottie. That's like who? No one else um, can play Princess Leia. But apparently, she was sure. written out during the writer's strike in that time frame. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Deborah Winger was then recast, 
but dropped out once Madonna signed on to the film. <laughs> really? Deborah Winger's like, I'm going to do this. And then they signed Madonna. And she's like, F this, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's when Gina Davis was brought in. When That's Deborah when Winger. Gina Davis yeah. was brought in. Yeah. Wow. Gina Davis was not like one of the first that they were they pulled the trigger on. I wondered how she got, because we've talked on, on this podcast before about Gina Davis. She's not the best actor. No, but she's perfect in this. Oh, God. This is her boss. I said it. it's her best role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film portrays the league as initially unpopular and unprofitable until uh, demeaning, demeaning gimmicks are used to attract male audiences. Uh, in reality, the league was popular and profitable from the start. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, largely cool. because it played in towns in the upper Midwest that had no way of watching a live baseball game. <laughs> Eventually, the league grew into a 10-team, two-division league. Um, the advent of televised baseball games in the early 50s, however, would lead to the demise of the popularity of, of the league. That's shitty. Yeah. During filming, um, during filming of the World Series games, stars took uh, turns entertaining the unpaid extras. Tom Hanks did puppet shows uh, over the dugout. Rosie O'Donnell did stand-up comedy, and, and various actors pretended to be Madonna and sang her songs after the <laughs> singer balked at performing for fans. What the hell? Madonna's a Madonna balks at performing for fans, yet she's only popular because she has... Fans. fans. You know who wouldn't do that? Madonna. Lady Gaga would not do that. That's yeah. why Lady Gaga does Madonna better Absolutely. than Madonna. Okay, I can see that. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite line? I have a clip. Mr. Dugan. Mr. Dugan. Mr. Dugan! Oh, what is it, baby? No! <laughs> 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 Time. He wakes up from an alcoholic's nap. Yes. And says, all right, okay, I'm driving I'm the gonna, bus. No, it was kiss, then scream. That's the screaming Tom Hanks that sure. can't get any ah, more perfect ah. than in like that scene. Ah. <laughs> I'll make a joke out of it. I don't know how much that was ad-libbed over written, but man, he just they plays that just perfectly. You know, any line that comes out of his mouth in this movie is is gold, whether it was ad-libbed or written, it's perfect. It's, it's just so funny. It's impossible for me to come up with what's a favorite scene. Right. Um, I said one of one of them earlier, uh, use your head, that's that lump three feet above your ass. Uh, she's crying, sir. There's no crying in baseball. Probably my favorite is a Jimmy Dugan. And it's the, uh, no, that was great, Jimmy. I especially like that bit in the seventh inning when you scratch yourself for 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mom always said anything worth doing is worth doing right. right. That's probably my favorite Jimmy Dugan line. 
But I mean, there's also there's one other scene I'm I want to play for you, and it just shows the range that he had the ability to do because he plays those comedic bits so perfectly, but then he can also just play from his heart. Sure. And this is the other scene. Dottie, write to us. We'll miss you. We will. Thanks. Good luck in the World Series. Taking a little day trip? No. Um, Bob and I are driving home to Oregon. You know, I really thought you were a ball player. Well, you were wrong. Was I? Yeah. It is only a game, Jimmy. It's only a game, and, and I don't need this. I have Bob. I don't need this. I don't. I gave away five years at the end of my career to drinking. Five years. But now there isn't anything I wouldn't give to get back any one day of it. Well, we're different. This chicken shit, Dottie. You want to go back home to Oregon and make a hundred babies? Great. I'm in no position to tell anyone how to live. But sneaking out like this, quitting. You regret it for the rest of your life. Baseball is what gets inside you. It's what lights you up. You can't deny that. It just got too hard. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Yep. Well, that's not funny. <laughs> no, but that's it's just, serious. That's, that's just true. <laughs> that's just true. But I love that it's the hard. That's what makes it great. Yeah. That he could, he could, he can play both sides of the spectrum really well. Absolutely. And you didn't really realize that you were just starting to get that in the late eighties and early nineties with Tom because he didn't shift into dramatic until he did like Philadelphia and he started to move away from just comedy yeah you know strictly comedy right but there's those elements that really showcase that hey if you i don't know if you know this but i'm going places <laughs> you know I'm, that's tom hanks i'm america's dad yeah and we need to talk it's it's totally off topic but they do the thing in this movie that they do in any in my opinion any good baseball movie they do a night game sequence you can't do a baseball movie without a night game sequence. Because, uh, what is it, 30, 50% of baseball games are at night? There would be probably like 85% now. It's mostly night games because attendance. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Most games were not night at that time. Well, no, but you have to light. For, yeah, even, you have to just, light for just night. But for, just, for a, just, just to play a, a night baseball game, you have to light it. But then right. to do it for a movie, it has to be perfectly lit. Yeah. I love most of my baseball memories of seeing the Cincinnati Reds and the Sounds here in Nashville. They're night games. Cause I'm a, I'm a working dude. I don't yeah. <laughs> want to see a businessman's like lunch game. I mean, look, we're, we live in the South and it's hot in the summer. <laughs> Who wants to go to a game at one o'clock in the afternoon unless it's either Saturday or Sunday? And even then, who wants to go to a game? Most. Fans will 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 weather the storm, but not. Fans. I'll be honest. Fans, fans will yeah. weather the storm. 
because I just I like to be comfortable. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Okay. What if you took the lead male and the lead female actress in this movie and Bull Durham? Okay. And you swapped them. What if Kevin Costner played Jimmy Dugan, Susan Sarandon played Dottie, and then Gina Davis played whoever the hell Susan Sarandon plays in Bull Durham, and Tom Hanks plays whoever the hell Kevin Costner plays in Bull Durham? What would happen? Uh, that's kind of my magic wand. Your magic wand that's would a, a, it's, it's not so would much. make a league of their own much more serious than a comedy. It would be a drama. Yeah. Personally, I think it would be. I found Bull Durham to be funny. Bull Durham is funny. Bull Durham is a comedy. <sighs> Why, that's really – that's weird. <laughs> that is, is weird. a weird shift. It is weird. Tonally. It's a tonal shift. It's a tonal shift that the, I don't like. You could keep the story the same, but the, the tone and the way that it processes the people that it happens to would be different. There's nothing I would change about this. Um, does, does it still hold up? It's a 1940s period piece about America and baseball. Of no. Of course it still holds <laughs> up. It was a classic the day it wrapped. Yeah, very <laughs> true. Uh, I feel if it was made to – it was if it had been remade today or made today, it probably would have been more of like – like a um, it would have been more of a drama, a drama or a dramedy more than just – for the most part, this is a comedy. Sure. And it definitely would have been more drama felt. And probably a little more historically accurate and more of like a biodrama than it would be just a comedy that was also – It would have been less funny With more, real yeah. tone, with with like, historical like accuracies. Glow. Like Glow. Right. Glow is less laugh a minute than – Yes. Yeah. But it's still a funny show. So do you have a um, – Bull Durham. Bull Durham is yours? <laughs> that, that's not better or equal. And it's not better. And it's really – it was scarce, really hard. It's and it's, scarcely, it's scarcely equal. But it's different though. It, and it that's is. the thing. It's it really different. hard to compare it to another film that is very woman Honestly, and female centric. If I was going to compare it to anything and I hadn't seen Glow, the, the Netflix show, as at the time that I, I did these notes, I would, I would recommend Glow. Um, 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 as far as baseball goes, I would recommend uh, Bull Durham because baseball movie – that where baseball is a character, but not the main character. Mm-hmm. Bull Durham is actually almost more character based. Like baseball takes a bit more of a backseat to it. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. With Bull Durham, it's more the life in a minor league team that happens outside of the games. Correct. Right. And I feel like major, or uh, I feel like a league of their own shows both in equal. Yes. Equal, I can see that. Equal shares. Um, I put the Sandlot. While the Sandlot is kids, it's not It's not socially or politically poignant like A League of Their Own, but it's still a period piece. And it's just a great movie about kids who love to play baseball and the joys of being a kid during the summer of your youth. The, that, tone, yeah, the tone is the same. The tone is kind of the same. The tone has fun. The tone is kind of silly. The Tone has the kid fantastical yeah. active imagination kind of thing going for it, but that's how I would that's how I would recommend it if I were to recommend a something that was comparable. No, I think that's good because I, I'd I'd probably put Sandlot in a top five just baseball movie because it's just as much of what goes on outside of just the joys of playing the game because they're not playing a season; they go to the Sandlot. To play ball because they love playing baseball. Final thoughts. Uh, I put down here, 
It's a fantastic film with a great ensemble cast that captures like the true spirit and pure joy of what makes baseball so much fun. It's an eye-opening experience that taught me about our history. And while some of it's not, you know, kind of fictionally stretched out to create a better overall narrative structure, the film does just as much about making you think about wanting to learn more about our nation's history as much as it makes you laugh. And it's it's enjoyable, it's rewatchable, and it's hard to resist any time you come across it. It's a solid story. It's a strong movie. And it's it's a story about how a shared experience changes the lives of two people, let alone these two sisters. Right. Like a, and a slightly you know, two or three, you get, you get the opinion that Dottie's not a mother figure to Kit, but kinda. Yeah. And they definitely play well on the younger sister, older Absolutely. sister. It's to the point where it's like, my God, I'm glad I never had a younger sister. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's how this experience changes those two people, those two sisters, and how they see the world and how they see each other in that world. And it's told well enough that a 12-year-old boy got it. Yeah. Meaning me. The music. Oh, is, I thought you meant the kid that got You're gonna lose. <laughs> here's your, your shout-out. I have a friend named Kyle Stillwell. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every time they would say, Stillwell Angel, my mom would laugh. You know, the message is pretty on the nose. Women can do anything men can do. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes better, except peeing standing up. Yeah. Women well. can't pee standing up. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go into a trailer Hang for Major now. League. Yes. Women can't pee standing up. Uh, but they tell their message so well that uh, me being a 12-year-old boy and – That you don't have to. <laughs> and I don't have to. I can sit down or stand to pee. Uh, but I, 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 I got the message and I instantly love this movie. It, it, moves, it moves in an engaging manner. The music is great, and the message that women can do anything they want, anything that men can do, is never a bad thing. And I've said it before, but if you don't at least get like one little, <laughs> when Betty Spaghetti gets that telegram, you are a f***ing robot. Harry Doyle here welcoming all of you to another season of Indians baseball. Here's a list of players we'll be inviting to camp. This guy here is dead. Cross him off, then. We'd love for you to come to spring training for a shot at this year's club. By the way, you were with me last night. Who's this chick on top of me? We'd still like to take a look at you in our spring camp. Not sure I can make it by then. Who is that? Serrano. What's his religion? Voodoo. Say hey! Willie Mays Hayes here. Play like Mays, and I run like Hayes. How you doing? What the hell league you been playing in? California Penal. Don't you have any proven Major League talent? No, I want to put together a team that'll help us relocate to Miami. You want us to lose? We've been losing. What I want is for us to finish dead last. This year, the Cleveland Indians have a multi-talented team. The first offering, just a bit outside. They're masters of the sacrifice. He's looking to sacrifice a live chicken. One whole chicken, just like you said. The double play. Excuse me. I have a much better body than she does. Thank you for me, she really does. And the pickoff. Every time we win, we peel a section. <laughs> Tom Berenger. Super under skirt stuck. Use your imagination. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. These things make me look ridiculous. Seeing's the most important thing, son. I don't think it's that important. 
Corbin Burnson and Bob Eucher. Hey, with swings and crushes one towards South America. Major League. That ball wouldn't have been out of a lot of parks. Name one. Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> My dad laughed his ass off at that bit from the trailer. That ball would have been out of a lot of parks. Name, Name one. Yellowstone. <laughs> I didn't get it when I was a kid. I didn't get why that was funny. I didn't get it in the movie either. Because it's not in the movie. <laughs> it's in the second movie. With Omar Epps? Oh, God. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. No. We're not going to discuss Major League Two because it happened like four or five years later and it's supposed to be the second season. Yeah, and we're talking about and, the good one. We're talking well, about... Well, it's the only movie that I've ever rewatched more than once is Major League. <laughs> No other movie. No, I mean the only other major league movie I've watched more than once was Major League. Did I say that right? I still may have messed that up. Yeah, I think you, you're, you're. You're. You know fair. what I mean. You're, you're within. You're within rules. Okay, I'll sign off on it. You're good to go. All right. Um. So during the trailer, Nathan and, and I were listening to it, and I kept going, "That's a cut scene. That's a cut scene. That's a cut scene." And he kept going, "No, it's not. It's in the fucking movie." And I was like, "No, it's not." And I remembered what it is. My version of this movie that I grew up on, and I actually mentioned in the my TV notes, version. It's the taped TV version. Oh, and the TV versions are are commonly known to add additional scenes to either run the proper length or allow for fill scenes to be cut that had boobies in it. That had boobies in like it, that. or lines like this, which is one of my examples. Which is, it's the second. <laughs> so here's what I've got. <laughs> the first several years of exposure I had to this movie was from a VCR copy from our... Uh, it sounds like the, my Superman 2. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very much your Superman 2. It was from our uh, Dayton, Ohio CBS affiliate. And the line from the actual theatrical release was, You may run like Hayes, but you hit like shit. The version I got on VHS taped from television was, You may run like Hayes, but you hit like his sister. Which I think is almost funnier. It it that's the airplane version. It is. It's the yeah. airplane version. That's funny. But so okay, a lot of my I've I've seen the theatrical or DVD version of this far less than I've seen the nineteen. So does the profanity throw you off sometimes? A little bit. Okay. Because uh, again, another another one is uh, if you ever tank another play like you did today, I'm gonna rip your guts out. Stuff them down your freaking throat is what I grew up with. Whereas the theatrical is rip your guts out and stuff them down your fucking throat, <laughs> which is way darker. Yeah, <laughs> and a little bit. You know what? I could call the cops, Jake. Yeah. You're you're in my you're in my solarium. My wife is bringing you tea, and you're threatening to eviscerate me and make me swallow my own guts. That sounds gross. It does sound gross. Uh, the scenario in this movie. Is not completely uncommon. I think what can be said about this movie overall is the fact that I grew up watching a television edit. Mm-hmm. And I still get the same message, the same sense, the same response out of the movie, minus the profanity. So you don't need the profanity or the, the blue humor for right. this movie to be delivered. Because, again, I was about 12. <laughs> I was about 12 when I when – I, and started yeah. watching, and I watched the hell out of this movie. You didn't watch the shit out of it because that would have been edited out. That would have been. <laughs> I watched the crap out of this movie. 
Um, it's one of the it's it's not super hard R, but it's one of the hard harder R's that <laughs> I really love. The cursing just is so is so fun yeah. in this movie, <laughs> and it usually con it usually ends up being one of like the better lines in the movie. And so, one of the things I didn't realize when I was when I was watching this, and I just looked at who the writer director was. He did the Sting. Really, David S. Award. Was the writer and director, or David. at least writer, excuse me. He wrote and directed Major League, but he wrote The Sting huh. with uh, Robert Redford and um, Paul Newman. And I had no idea until maybe a year ago, maybe less than that. That's pretty cool. I kind of like that, that he loved baseball so much that he wrote. And that's why, yeah, and he, it's in my trivia. He was a Big time Cleveland fan. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. I, don't, I, I was going to say, was he from Cleveland or just a Cleveland fan? I'm not and, sure. It may have been both. But I think he, maybe both. <laughs> I think maybe both. He took this to the Indians to to say like, "Hey, I'm not doing it to take the piss. Like, I'm not making fun of you guys. Like, I, I mean, I am, but I love love the Indians." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Yeah, all right, go ahead. Yeah, you can use our you can use our name and our racist fucking logo. <laughs> go for it." Yeah. He had to get uh I guarantee you he had to get major MLB permission as well but yeah I, d- I didn't see anything about that in my in my research But usually but, if you're going to use any other team well, you he used have the Yankees and the Angels he used several MLB several teams, teams yeah. so what what that must have cost him in, Possibly. in 1989 1988 89 crazy bean and cheese burrito <laughs> compared to today Well we've already we've already covered the plot so yeah, we all know. If anybody who hasn't watched Major League and is listening to this, I would advise to pause and watch Major League because it's a great baseball movie and it's a great comedy. The one thing of my plot that I would mention is uh, Lady inherits team and wants to move the, move the team from Cleveland because have you ever been to Cleveland? It's cold seven <laughs> it's to eight months out of the year. It's gross. Cleveland is fucking gross. I know two people from Cleveland and they live in Nashville because fucking Cleveland. Actually, no. Four people from Cleveland because in Cleveland it's Cleveland. Um, Pacing on this movie, perfect baseball, not too deep, no, but deep enough popcorn movie. Late eighties sports, all of the buzzwords. Synergy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite character of the all of the all the characters? Because there's so many that get about even kind of screen time. If you don't pick like a major player, do you have a favorite like secondary? Harry Doyle. Yeah. Harry Doyle. He's good. Just, My favorite? Serrano. <laughs> Pedro Serrano. I don't know why. I think mine is Pedro Serrano. Have to wake up bats. <laughs> Jesus. I like him very much. I like him very much. He no hit curveball. <laughs> Are you telling me? Jesus Christ, Christ can't, can't hit, hit a curveball? Curve All right, Harris. All let's right. not start a holy war here. Serrano's good. No, that, but that's Joe Boo. <laughs> you know what? I'll agree with that because I say that sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's a little pep talk I have with myself. F you, Joe Boo. When I, I, yeah, it's like just work is getting to me or whatever, and it's like I got to do stuff, and I've got a bunch of other stuff to do after I got to do stuff, and I've got less time to do, do this th- on my own. I go, you know what? I, <laughs> I stick up for you and all that, and if you don't help me now, fuck you. I want to do it myself. <laughs> so in that regard, yeah. It's relived yeah, on, Serrano, a, on a Serrano, daily, weekly occurrence of semi, semi-monthly. Semi-weekly, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, in that regard, Serrano might might be good. But 
I really like Harry Doyle just because he's just he's he's kind of like the uh, PA announcer in Mash. Okay, the movie Mash. Mm -hmm. He's he's not there to he's not a lazy choice to cut between scenes, but it's the The movie could the movie could move without him. But he's like the icing on the cake, is what I think I wrote. Because he, he's a he's a clean delineation. Well, and between the fact scenes. that he called games for the Brewers for what thirty years or yeah. something. He's from Menominee Falls. So he doesn't he doesn't need to be there to carry the story. But that movie he's, goes from like a B plus, like a B to an A plus. He gets he gets quality laughs. Yes, they're not cheap laughs. No. And you can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening, listening anyway. anyway. <laughs> he gets good laughs, and it's it's that's I, I said it earlier in the episode. Welcome to TP Talk. <laughs> I I ran my first job in radio was running I was a board op, ten ten dollars an hour board op for a Cincinnati Reds affiliate in, in central Indiana. In that in that world, those guys are like they're the they're the Sinatras of of radio baseball. Like they're the guy they they have that voice, and sort of hard to describe what they're like. People that like pro wrestling, right? They're like the ring announcers in wrestling. Like it's not the same without them, right? And this movie wouldn't be the same without Bob Uecker's. Absolutely. So even though he's got just like well, reference throwback to Glow, but I mean, there's that added benefit of the over exuberant announcer. For the one who grew up loving wrestling, exactly. Now he's exactly. announcing his ladies' wrestling, you know, event, yeah. and yeah, it's it's it doesn't it doesn't work without it, even though it would work without it. So Harry Doyle is probably my favorite character in this. Yeah, um, that's a good from, one. From his <laughs> just a bit outside. He tried the corner. Ball four. Ball eight. Ball eight. <laughs> <laughs> The, when he takes the Jack Daniels and puts a little oh, bit of my hand is here. Yeah. You can't um, say goddamn on the air. What was it in the. So the CBS version I got was. I think it was a uh, hit. One damn hit. He's like, you can't say damn on the air. <laughs> took out. Okay. They just took out God. <laughs> Don't worry. Nobody's listening anyway. Um, something that I put down here, and I may. I can't remember if I mentioned it in the last one. It's like, this is. Again, this is probably one of the. Like perfectly cast like films i you did, probably you did ever mention seen it. It. You i did, did mention, mention it, it. Yeah. Uh, each and every actor plays their character just perfectly without really coloring outside the lines they just they own that character yep. this is how i'm going to play it i was like i honestly can't think of any other actor that just does anybody feel like miscast in this movie no no i mean i'm even down to where you have like the tertiary like the japanese ground crew or like the blue oh, collar. Oh, they still shitty, you know. <laughs> do when you read them, do you in your mind do you still <laughs> say it with an I, unfortunate I do. Japanese with the shitty racist accent? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> but I mean, each character well, again, again, has like my my version. Yeah, was crappy. They're still crappy. <laughs> They're still crappy. Like each character has like a perfect scene entrance and introduction too. Like mm. each one is just so well thought out and just perfectly executed. They all have, I mean, they have their own music too. And the only, yeah, they, they have their own kind of like little bit of theme mm-hmm. that goes through it. And the only one that doesn't have it is um, Jake, Tom Berenger's character, because you see him waking up from Hangover in Mexico playing, <laughs> yeah, playing the Mexican League. And so his only his introduction after that is just riding up in a cab. But every other character 
kind of shows up almost for the first time. I think the only other one is, I think, Charlie Sheen, where you kind of get the conversation where he's talking, I don't know if I can make it, and then it cuts out to a long shot. What's that? You know, and he's standing there in orange, you know, penal code. (laughs) We'd like you to come to Aliens. uh, Aliens. I'd like you to come to Indians uh, training camp May 1st. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure I can make make it by then. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably... It, no, it's probably this is easily in my top five or a pick six of favorite baseball movies. Okay, I can, I can, I can field a list of two baseball movies. <laughs> the, the, the last one and this and one. now, <laughs> and uh, um, no, em. <laughs> that's not that's not entirely true. Uh, yes. But each baseball movie has different tones, this, and so these are movie, definitely more. Uh, these are most definitely comedies. I'm glad you said that because the tone of this movie has it's a couple of things. American cinema. This 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 movie came in uh, 1989, right? And American cinema was kind of coming out of that goofy snobs versus slobs, Caddyshack sort of phase, mm-hmm. where it was just the wacky underwear porkies kind of hijinks kind of stuff, and moving into a league of their own territory, right? So it's it's got kind of one foot in both worlds, yeah. It's it's wacky, but it's not as wacky. No, it's, it's not. It's it's, it's, dramatic. it's still grounded wacky. You yeah, know? and it's dramatic, but it's not really heavy handed dramatic. No, so it's it's in a good and music and music in America was kind of that way in the late '80s, early '90s, um, which is I think why this movie rings one degree one way or the other. This movie could have been just a complete dick and fart joke movie. Mm-hmm. One degree the other, it could have just been Bull Durham. Not to take away from Bull Durham. But it's different. It is. It's yeah. different. This this has one foot, which is why it's I think so accessible for people and a twelve year old kid. Yeah, like, I I appreciated. Shit, I've been cut already. Yeah, that's, that's what I put down. Like, one of my favorite lines. That's one of them. The favorite scenes. I think I put down a couple here, and we'll get to them here. But that first one where he wakes up in the morning. Shit, I've been cut already. <laughs> Is there anything that doesn't work for you? Uh, let me see here. Uh, the only thing that feels a little forced now watching it is the rekindled love story with Jake and Lynn. Yeah. Um, including the music. Until the Joe Cocker <laughs> knockoff singer chimes in and then it feels a little heavy-handed. Because whatever person they got to sing whatever song that was played – Sounds like, hey, can we get Joe Cocker? No. Can you get someone that sounds like him? Yep. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I've I, I've always – the other thing that, that kind of bothers me with this one is I've always felt that Dom's wife was a little a little funny looking. Like how? <laughs> just a little funny looking, you know? She's just – she's not on the level of uh, – oh, that's funny. I'm putting it in my notes. She's not on the level of Steve Buscemi, Fargo funny looking. <laughs> but I really don't find her that attractive. Whose wife? Dom, Dorn. The third, Dorn. Dorn. Did I write Dom? You, you. Oh wrote. well, if I wrote, no, hold on here. Let's see. Dorn. Yeah, uh, she just looks a little peculiar. She looks fine when he, when uh, like Jake shows up and wants to threaten him, you know, and put his innards yeah. in his gullet, <laughs> you know. But when she shows up at the bar and her hair kind of looks a little weird and it's very late. Looks, looks a little roadhouse. Yeah, it does look a little roadhouse. But uh, it's uh, there's know. some there are some but that's just me that's personal especially but yeah. the Jake and Lynn story feels a little heavy handed uh, um, no, that feels that doesn't work for that's me that's a now. little that's a little heavy handed for me and just just 
some of the general ideas. But this movie sparked my fascination with Rene Russo. Did it? Oh, yeah. Did it? Yeah. Huh. Because. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the antiquated sort of. There's nothing really homophobic in it, but no gender kind of stuff. It's, oh, it's I'll a, tell it's you, it's a little misogynistic, but not a lot, but a little bit. But other than that, nothing is terribly overt. No, for a late '80s, it could have been much worse. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think if you could make one change, you know, that was the other thing. It just, I'm like, the rekindled love affair feels forced. I'd opt for a more realistic ending, where maybe Jake wins the pennant but doesn't win the girl. You know. Sure. That would be real. Sure. You sure. know, where you've been gone too long and I've started my life over and I'm not going to drop it all for you just because you're here to play your final season with the fucking Cleveland Indians. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Yeah. No, we got uniforms and everything. You know, it would feel bittersweet, but it definitely wouldn't fit like the late 80s structure. No, Which is really what it does. I said, I said it earlier and – um, I think it's awesome and a testament to the city that Cleveland allowed their team to be, for lack of a better term, the butt of a joke mm-hmm. in this movie. Because they knew, like, shit, they had, like, that's historically accurate. They hadn't won a pennant since, what, 54? Yeah, that's Some, true. But the, now pennant isn't as big a deal. Now it's if you haven't been to the World Series or you haven't won the World Series, which they still haven't won the World Series since 54. You could have, You could have made this movie, in my opinion. You could have made it. The exact, the exact same writing, you could have used the exact same dialogue, save for one word. You could have changed the names of the, the three or four baseball teams that mm-hmm. they use. And it would have not – it would have made the movie less realistic. Mm-hmm. Well, because right. obviously that's realistic, but it would have taken so much heart out of the movie that, that these teams let the – let the film use their names and their their visage, if you will. It grounds the film, yeah, a little bit, right? Because like, oh shit, no, the Indians are like a real team. Like that's, they're, they're that, still real. They're yeah. still real. Yeah, that's cool. They still suck. No, and they still suck. <laughs> Fun bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Modern relief pitchers these days. I don't. I don't watch a lot of baseball. Right. And what I mean by that is I don't watch baseball. Any baseball. <laughs> um, but evidently, according to baseball, according to the Any internet movies. and modern <laughs> trivia. Uh, modern relief pitchers use walk-on music now largely because of this movie. Really? Like pro wrestlers. No, yeah. I never would have realized that. I didn't, yeah. Charlie Sheen was almost a pitcher for the University of Kansas. Yeah, I've heard he had a uh, bit of a... Fastball? Fastball. High 80s. Yeah. Yeah, had it in the high 80s. That's pretty good for someone who doesn't play professional ball. Well, you got you to gotta remember, he was, he was really high on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 2016, a few players from the actual real life Cleveland Indians, they got two of the Joe Boo statues and get uh, out. They set them up in their locker room. That's as, cool. As sort of a good, a good, good luck charm. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Um, um, Charlie Sheen took steroids to prep for the role. Not, okay, not, not a big surprise. <laughs> he's still taking steroids to prep for the next. He's actually been trying to push for another uh, another entry in that'd this. That'd be horrible. Oh God, that would that's be terrible. What, yeah. I closed the link after I saw that. The second one was terrible. The, the third, third one, one had horrible. Scott Bakula in it. Was Scott Bakula in the third one? It was like a minor leagues movie. No, it was called, but it it was had called, the late, it called had Major the League. Major back league. to the minors, yeah, right? Back to the minors, yeah. Um, when Willie Mays Hayes first backs his um, his Volkswagen, like right when you first meet him, he gives you a little V-dub with the Rolls Royce right. grill on it. And he backs out and then waves that. Remember he waves out the window? Mm-hmm. That's not what was, wasn't supposed to be captured. On camera, that was a cue for the stuntman 
to drive in with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> but they kept it. Like, we're still filming. Yeah, but they, yeah. Did, they, they, took, they didn't edit, edit the queue out. Do you know what league minimum was in 1989? No. Guess. $85,000. Whoo, 68000 Not that far off. Not, not that far. Now it's like 68 half a million. Gr- 68 grand in 1989 money? Yeah. I didn't do the calculation, but... I mean, I can real quick. Here, let's do it. What is the calculation for $68,000 in 1989 money to 2018 money? Here's what I found on the web for what is the calculation for $68,000 in 1989 money to 2018 money. According to Siri, it is $141,496.71. It's how much? $141,496.71. Old Jake Taylor wasn't doing too bad playing, playing for the Indians. It's good money. I'd have done it. And I wouldn't even, you know what? You can keep Rene Russo. I'll just, just, just give me the money. One year, bad knees. I'll do it. It's better than Mexican leagues. I mean, no, you, no. See, that's it's it's apples and oranges, or it's it's apples and avocados. <laughs> <laughs> it's oranges and avocados. That's a good one. Um, what did I put down here? Um, you, were, you were telling me about uh, how long it took. Before you got to how long before Harry Doyle. Harry Doyle shows up? I'm going to say eight minutes, thirty-five. No shit. Yeah, you want to know why? He yes. doesn't show up until the beginning of the season. Why would he be there before then? Radio, because because radio. He's going to talk <laughs> about something. I just found it odd that I was like, "What, man? When does Ben? When does uh, Bob Uecker show up?" And I just clocked it, and it went back, and I'm like. 35 minutes? I'm like, well, that makes sense. What's the run of the movie? It's it's about two hours. It's just under, I think it's just under two hours. Okay. And it doesn't drag. I mean, the plot and pacing. No, it's perfect. No, because it builds that proper rapport with the players. You like the players. It builds that amount of suspense where they start to, you know what? Screw whatever the hell their name is. Mrs. Phelps. Thank you. We're going to try to play as well as we can, as good as we can. And so that push to the final act feels right. It feels good. It feels proper. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like, eh, whatever. It's not terribly Again, funny. No. No. In fact, the last 20 to 25 minutes, there's rarely a joke. It's just you're seeing whether or not they're actually going to hit you know, what they need to hit in order to get past the Yankees. It's actually uh... – Kind of lame, but that's my favorite scene. Is again, it's a night, it's a night game, right? But it's the Jake calling a shot scene, because again, it's it's a night game. But you're just if you're a kid and you ever went to a baseball game, it was kind of like you're not allowed to be a, like awake, a, a, yeah, up. Out you of shouldn't bed. be out here yeah. at this time. Yeah, it's, yeah. This fat guy's drinking beer two seats away from me, and he's being a dick. I need to be in bed. I need. <laughs> I should be in bed. But you're watching this monumentally slow moving sport. Yes, it happen. is monumentally slow moving. But it's lit like fucking Broadway. Yeah. From all angles. And then to boot in the movie, Jake is, is shot from underneath to give him sort of a more powerful, tall, tall appearance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his face when he calls the shot and the pitcher, like the pitcher looks at him like, yeah, right. You're calling your shot. Like, yeah, bullshit. And then he does. He does the old rock and roll switcheroo. He bunts instead of. Instead of swinging for the fence, right. he bunts. Where That's... his knees almost completely explode from his legs. <laughs> <laughs> and the music cue tells you that. that yes. His, oh, his knees hurt now. 
He's he's not in good shape. Yeah, it's 107 minutes, so it's not far from two hours. But you buy the team to win the pennant, and that last 20 minutes, there's like I said, there's no jokes. It justifiably transforms and just to like a sports movie. Yeah, but kind of like Rocky. But you're pulled in, and you're pulled in because you care for the characters and because you want Cleveland to win. Yeah. Exactly. I just, I forgot how much I buy into the last act, and it's like I'm sitting here. And it's like when Wild Thing comes out. When they're in the bar and the punker yes. and the construction worker. Or... And when they call Wild Thing out and he comes out and they crank that music, gives me goosebumps. Yeah. And it's a yeah. it's a comedy. <laughs> it's not like – it makes you feel like gunfight, you know? Oh. You know what I mean? Like Old West that's a good way to gunfight. Yeah. But that's how it feels and no, that's how right. – yeah, like good. it hits me on a, on a gut level. That's good. It's a Western shootout feel. Do you have a favorite line? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> my favorite lean, and my favorite lean, my favorite lean or piece of dialogue. My favorite line, uh, too many to mention, but here are a couple. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's just so stupidly, brilliantly subtle. It's like, the way the they guy give it a list. It. I'm like, this guy here is dead. <laughs> Cross him off. Here's a list then. of players I'd like to invite to our spring training. Most I haven't heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are well past their prime. Right. This guy I here is dead. dead. <laughs> Cross him off, then. <laughs> and then my other one was what we mentioned before: is Willie Mays Hayes wakes up on the cot outside of outside outside the following morning. Shit, I've been cut already. <laughs> <laughs> did you know Wesley Snipes is an athletic dude? Well, did you know? Is there any other comedy movie that Wesley Snipes has been in other than this one? Uh, not by this is so bad it's funny, but just have, white man can't any? jump. White man can't jump. Okay, it's been forever since I've seen. I don't even know if I've seen that whole movie from beginning to end. Saw it as a drive-in, but it's a good, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. But I mean, there's really not much that he adds to a film on a comedic level like he does here. No, because this was at it's, the beginning of his career. Right. And he, he hadn't was, hit the steroids yet. Yeah, for sure. And he hadn't had the ego yet. He yeah. had the ego enough to where by the time it was 94 and they said, hey, we're going to do the second one. Nah. Now, nah, man, I'm, I'm done. His his running scenes? I've done other movies. <laughs> um, his running scenes were shown in slow motion to not, – not that he because wasn't – Because he was slow? Not that he wasn't a slow no, runner, was, but – not that he was a slow runner, but it just accentuated how fast he was running because okay. you were seeing it in slow motion. Like he he was able to run fairly quickly, but that makes sense. They did it uh, to make it look even more dramatic. If you had a magic wand, if you could make one change to this movie, uh, what would you change? My magic wand was yeah. I'd already mentioned it. It was remove. Oh, it was remove or either remove the love story or. Uh, in all honesty, it would change it. Jake doesn't get Just, the girl. Oh, okay. Make it a little more bittersweet. Gotcha. He wins the pennant. Girl goes to fancy dude who has a penthouse where the elevator opens right into their f***ing apartment. Yeah, what the hell is that? Uh, it was to serve a plot device. <laughs> because, <laughs> I, I mean, now that may exist, but most of the time, to the best of my knowledge, if you have an elevator and your main door is the effing elevator itself... <laughs> That you have to have a code or a key exactly. in order to open it. Or at least talk to a Rather human. than Jake just walking in like, hey, I'm, a oh, I'm in their house. 
I brought the chloroform and the zip ties. We're all set. I'll meet you back over in party. the other room. <laughs> <laughs> I, like you said, that that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. But as you say it, it serves it, the plot. It makes sense. It serves the plot, but it's a little it's a little ham handed. But other than that, I wouldn't. I no, really, I wouldn't really change anything. If you could recast the lead, maybe maybe recast the lead. What would you do? Okay, if I had to recast, I put down a couple of names, and this is where it's. No space time. It doesn't matter. Uh, never. I, I never count space time. It's yes. always okay. Uh, I put John Hamm as Jake Taylor. If it was today. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would put Chris Pine as Ricky Vaughn because he kind of <laughs> is hot tempered. He can play. He's played uh, Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. I would put Jessica Chastain as Lynn. I don't know. I don't know who Jessica Chastain um, is. Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, okay. It's pretty much the same person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They look very similar. And there is like a whole meme thing where is it Jessica Chastain or is it Bryce Dallas Howard, oh, okay. Ron Howard's daughter? Okay. Uh, two different actresses, obviously. And then 1995's Chris Tucker as uh, Willie Mays Hayes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody currently that just would have been able to kind of encapsulate that that character as and well if I'm going to do it well I'm going to pick Chris Tucker cuz I think it might it might work. It may not. No, he but could he, he could w- he, he would have brought in 95 the, he, he would have brought the funny. He would have yeah. brought the funny. He was young and fresh and um this is the last role that Wesley Snipes was funny in probably too. I don't know when was White Men Can't Jump cuz we talked about it for 92. So maybe it was a couple 92. of years. Um so it wasn't the last but it was close to the last. Then I'm serious, and I kill vampires, and then I avoid tax evasion, and then I go to jail. I go to South Africa. <laughs> I've got here, and I'm guessing I meant this to be... I'm not sure who I meant this to be. I'll just read you what I have. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> A fun swap would be Jeff Bridges. As? I don't fucking know. I didn't put that in my notes. <laughs> I put... Oh, no. Okay, if I'm going to put Jeff Bridges in any role, I'm going to put him in Jake. See, I would put Jeff Bridges, as I'm reading this, I would put... Okay, which which time period, Jeff Bridges? I would put is it like mid-90s? Shot or killed? I would put Rooster Cogburn, Jeff Bridges as Lou. Okay. As the manager. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be... I could see that. I would put... You know what? Let's be fun. <laughs> as I'm reading this and... Whew, I got a head change happening. So I'm going to recast the entire movie All right. with Jeff Bridges from different eras of Jeff Bridges' life. I'm going to go back to the last picture show, and I'm going to cast Wild Thing Ricky Vaughn as Jeff Bridges from the last picture show. Oh, so we're going back to 70s, mid-70s for no, that. I'm recasting the whole movie with Jeff Bridges. Oh. Everyone is oh, played by Jeff Bridges. It just depends on the time period. Oh, all right. Every male character is Jeff Bridges. Lou is Rooster Cogburn, okay. Jeff Bridges. Jake is Big Lebowski, Jeff Bridges. The dude. <laughs> okay. Minus the beard. No, no, no. I'm the dude. And for um, Mrs. Phelps, Felicia Rashad. Cosby... 1980, 1989, 1989 era, Felicia Rashad. Miss Co- Mrs. Cosby. Yeah, just a straight up. Okay. Straight over. Definitely. She will tell you what's what, you know? She will tell you what's what, and she was a good looking woman. She still is a good looking woman. She is still a good looking woman. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Okay. Again, I'm not sure what I meant by Jeff Bridges. So, Jeff Bridges as William Mace Hayes, which era? 
Was that the 72, 74? Or, Jeff or is that like Tron? The only... <laughs> you know what? Tron as Willie Mays Hayes, you can do Tron. You can do Tron, <laughs> you can do Tron now. Yeah. I, did not, I did not fathom that question. Okay. <laughs> That's who I would recast the... The lead. Jeff Bridges as the entire cast. <laughs> Jeff Bridges stars as Major League. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite scene? Because um, I have one pulled up whenever you're ready, or unless you want to tell me what your favorite scene is first. Here's Jake Taylor. He was an all-star in Boston, wasn't he? Yeah, wound up in the Mexican League. Had some problems with his knees. Wish we had him two years ago. We did. Four years ago, then. Who is that? Must be Serrano. Defected from Cuba. Wanted religious freedom. What's his religion? Voodoo. I thought you didn't have any high-priced talent. Forgot about Dorn, because he's only high-priced. Picked him up as a free agent three years ago. Still hits the ball pretty well, doesn't he? Yeah, he just can't field it. We'll shape him up. Hey! I don't recognize this guy. Say hey! Billy Mays Hayes here. Play like Mays, and I run like Hayes. How you doing? How you doing? My man. Lou Brown. Nice to meet you, Hayes. The parking lot is right out there. Thanks. Oh, and uh, don't you guys go anywhere. Plan to put on a hitting display. I don't remember a Hayes on the list. Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> my kind of team, Charlie. It's my kind of team. <laughs> it's too bad Lou lost his life six years earlier in Silver Bullet. <laughs> when his head got cut off at the opening credit sequence. He was the shitty train guy. Yeah, he was. He was like the first victim of the... Uh, American bear, bear in Tarker's in Mill. Tarker's Mill. <laughs> American brown bear. In Tarker's yeah, that's Mill. it. <laughs> uh, no, that's a that's a great intro scene. Yeah, I think that's my favorite. I mean, I love. There's many scenes, and it was really hard to kind of pick one. Right. But it's like without just picking like the every the ones that everybody knows just a bit outside. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, Ricky Vaughn pitching for the first time. It's just that introduction of all the other characters, the, the secondary this characters. This ragtag yeah. bunch of misfits. Yeah, exactly. Kind of Check out this <laughs> guy. <laughs> or really giving the crotch honks a workout today. Uh, well, it's the hard R, so what do you expect? Can you compare, or can you recommend, rather, a movie of similar tone? I've got one. I have one, but we've discussed it already. Have we? Bull Durham. Ooh, okay. And the reason why okay. is Bull Durham is the easiest film to recommend. It's like the ball player banter is the same. It's just 
a more realistic environment. You know, the characters are just as likable. It's it just removes that that pressure storyline to have the team win in order to succeed in keeping the team in the hometown. It's just mm-hmm. that camaraderie of, you know, small town Durham, North Carolina. Yeah. You know, triple A ball. Am I gonna make it to the show or am I not? That's kind of has that feel. Plus there's more of a, a realistic love story that is like half the movie. Sure. Where this one feels sure. a little more forced. And that's Do you think they were I'd trying recommend. to cop that with Major League a little bit? No, because I think these were either these were the same year or they're like within a year of Bull each Durham other. was Bull Durham was eighty eight. Okay. Well either way, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think so. The do you what do you recommend? I have a similar movie. Mm, it's Caddyshack. Major League Two. <laughs> My similar movie is Caddyshack. Okay. Um, just in the – it's the sort of – well, I think it's what Caddyshack's uh, tagline was, which is the snobs versus the slobs. Or slobs, okay. slobs versus snobs kind of right. thing. Right. Sort of a class struggle. It is. Kind of. Um, it's definitely a blue-collar town, especially in, in 89, Cleveland was. Yeah. yeah. Beyond that, no. No? <laughs> uh, does it still hold up? Absolutely. Friggin'lutely. Yeah, I said I put the same thing. I said a sports movie is a sports movie is a sports movie. Yep. I'm like, it doesn't matter what time frame the movie takes place because it's just a snapshot in time. It's not like baseball has taken a major leap forward or sideways in its rule system since 1989. Does it feel a little bit dated? A little bit, but that's to be expected, especially you know with anything from 1989. Right. Um, I'm sure that if this film was made today, they would play down <clears throat> how the ball club stereotypes the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film doesn't induce any cringeworthy moments compared to like the likes of Blazing Saddles or you know, and the N word, <laughs> you know. But I'm sure the use of the word Indians in any blatant reference to that stereotype would be completely removed if the film had been made in 2018. You know, oh God! If if they were to make it today, they couldn't afford the rights. Well, they couldn't afford the rights, and if they did, they definitely would take out a majority of the blue humor because that's rare in most yeah. comedies today. Yeah. And they would take out. Well, we can't do the Indians. Why? Because they're the Indians. We got to pick a different team, yeah. the Seattle Mariners. You know, <laughs> but you they're know. they have a good record. Doesn't matter. You know exactly. It just it's just annoying that that's where it would hit too much of a. There's more of a political agenda in many ways. Sure, sure. That studios feel forced to have to kowtow that. Yeah. And it's it's kind of annoying. It's kind of like I said earlier, it's the last of a sort of wacky it does it doesn't even play it up too much, but it's like the last of the wacky eighties type of type of movie where it's the dirt bags versus the tight ass. <laughs> dirt bags versus the tight ass. The tight ass. The dirt bag versus the tight ass butt jerk offs is what I have written. <laughs> That's your title. <laughs> I don't know. I find that so funny, but it's, that was funny, it's funny. a lot of words. That's, that's a mouthful. Just um, like you're. Uh, <laughs> we're here to rob banks and that's a, oh, surf waves and rob banks and roll out of waves. Title. You got a good ones, but they're mouthfuls. <laughs> <laughs> but Major League isn't just it's not just boobs and fart jokes it's got it's got heart you know mm-hmm. like like any good baseball movie it's got right. heart and the characters are fun you like the characters uh, they're attainable they're realistic in some way or another it's just it's just funny 
It spawned two sequels that are indeed what we would call on this show shit garbage. Um, <laughs> I grew up with this movie. I'll grow old with this movie. Although I may chuck the dollar ninety five copy I bought and go ahead and get that Blu-ray at Goodwill when I see it. Um, also, uh, a side note is, who lives in a building where the elevator opens up directly into your apartment? Um, Lynn and her fiancé. This finisseer. <laughs> Stay away from her. Suck my dick. <laughs> um, my final thoughts for Major League is it's always some – it's always – let's start that over. My final thoughts is it's always summer whenever I put this movie on. It's sunny and warm. You know? Yeah. It's, it, it will always lift my spirits and really, you know, it'll get a good chuckle out of me. I forget how freaking funny this movie is. And sometimes, and I watch it every year, usually. And it's usually right around baseball when when, okay. when the new season starts. Yeah. And so, but then I question why it's been so long since I've watched it the last time, you know? Yeah. And so... You know, avoid the sequels. Stick to the original, and you can't go wrong. Crap open, crack, crap open an old one. Crap open an old one, <laughs> or crack open a cold one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad this is the end. That'll be good. All right. Uh, crack open a cold one. Put your feet up and stick around for a while, because this might just go into extra endings. But who cares when you're having this much fun? I don't know what uh, where we're headed next week, but I you- think. Um, I, I think I know where we're going. No, where would you like to go? We're going to uh, the Nakatomi Plaza and oh, then outer space. Oh, shit. That means I got two movies to watch and take notes for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got one more. I got, I'm, I'm, I got, I'm half down. I got notes half on the first one. Have to go. I got notes on the first one. Mm-hmm. Well, then. All right, gang. Here's what I'd like you to do. Um, take off your shoes. Pop on a wife beater. Come up to the podcast. A few drinks. We'll have a few laughs. See you then. I'm Travis. I'm Nathan. Bye. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Six Pack Double Feature presents Tangent. The guys stray off topic and get distracted sometimes by... I said dude a lot, but that doesn't mean anything. Okay, a lot. But it's still funny. Just think of it as a sweet, sweet clip show. What's on your mind, guys? That was my bottle. (laughs) That's my mic stand, lower than my arm. That was shot on the campus of Vincennes University. Mm Mm-hmm. I used to, I'm not going to give her a shout out, but I used to date a girl that went to Vincent University. We'll get, <laughs> you someone, don't want to shout that one out? Someone else will get a shout out later. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the girl that I knew from there. Just a bit outside. In the uh, downward motion. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. I was That's all right. Reading ahead there. I was making hand motions of so milking a cow. The, so. uh, I'm glad I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> So am I. Just a bit outside. And they give them uh, hell, DiMaggio, or <laughs> you know. And they were all clerical jobs, I'm sure. Like you're not going to put Joe DiMaggio on the front line. I'm flying a B-17 bomber. Can you, no, you're not, Joe. Can you picture DiMaggio with a, like a machine gun? Fuck you, commies! I'm Jordan <laughs> Joe. <laughs> yeah, they weren't fighting the commies; they were fighting the Germans, but.
Just a bit outside. Oh, shit, I still don't It was a baseball house more than anything else. It was I still house. really don't understand how baseball works. But. There are nine innings <laughs> well, divided that... in half for each one. Home team, so 18 visitor half team. 18, yeah. 18 half innings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do understand a, a fair bit, but I don't understand enough to be. You should watch enough that you should know. I did. You know first, enough in movies. My first radio job was a board op for a Cincinnati Reds. And you still don't understand how baseball works? I man, I just it was a it was a run the clock scenario. It was read a book. Oh, commercial cue. Do I need to pot this up or pot it down? Kind of thing. Literally. Okay. Yep. yep. Just a bit outside. Is it nine months? It'd be no, great if it were nine it's, months. It's April. No, because it goes. It starts in April. It ends in ends at the end of September. That's not long enough. Uh, but be, that would be funny. It'd be funny though. Just a bit outside. Actually, I think I said you look like a penis with that shaved head. Oh, as well. Oh well, now I remember. No, I don't. which makes a little more sense. But I think of that sometimes. Every every time I watch this movie, I think of that, and it makes me laugh. I'm a dick. Just a bit outside. The uh, just last week uh, we started watching Glow on Netflix. It's good. I it's love Glow. so good. Yeah, we how we can, buzzed. We watched it last year, and then when the new season came out, we were like, "Are we going to watch this?" She's like, "Yeah, but let's go back and rewatch the first season oh, again." So I'm like, good. "Yeah, it's you. Could, yeah. you could literally do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. That, that would, vein, honestly do that it in would, like a thirty to forty minute per episode. That I, would, I think it would really work. Just a bit outside. We all loved you in Ghostbusters. We loved you in Where the Buffalo Roam. We loved you in SNL." I need you to be funny. I need you to be a little asshole. Right. But don't be Bill Murray. Be Don't be Bill Murray. Be bring it down. Bring it bring it down to like a seven. Don't be Vinkman. Yeah, don't be Vinkman. <laughs> be Bill. And I think he could have done it. Just a bit outside. The League of Bull Durham. <laughs> <laughs> a more fun change would right. be what if you uh what if you said it way the fuck in the future and made it an episode of Futurama and made it about Blurns Ball. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched Futurama to remember all of the uh, rules to Blurns Ball. <laughs> I don't remember. Because they're nuts. I think that will be fun. Those are the only, those are the magic wand changes I would make. Um, and I'm just swinging. I'm just swinging, okay. swinging blind. Just a bit outside. Like Glow. Right. Glow is less laugh a minute than. Yes. Yeah. But it's still a funny show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, so we yeah. can do a complete, we can do a tangent episode on Glow if you guys want. Woman Honestly, and female centric. If I was going to compare it to anything and I hadn't seen Glow, the the Netflix show, as at the time that I, I did these notes, I would I would recommend Glow. Yeah. The Netflix show. Uh, but as far as. I love Mark Maron in there. Oh, God. He's, God. he's just, just. He's great in that. With your little womb goof. Yeah. <laughs> You talking about my miscarriage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a bit outside. That's a good snap right there. Thank you. It didn't distort at all. That's great. So it Nine wasn't doesn't make the snap. It wasn't as relevant for the last movie, but it's it's super relevant for this movie because it's Miller. Because it's Miller. Cause and it's Milwaukee, and that's that what has to do with Cleveland. That's where this movie was filmed. Oh, that's true, yeah. I'm like, what are you... Oh, you threw me back to where I completely forgot. Yeah, they shot this movie in Milwaukee. Uh, Top is skipping a jump from Cleveland. Just a bit outside. Just look at what happened with the Los Angeles Rams. Apparently, Georgia uh, Frontieri 
inherited 70% ownership of the Rams when her husband died, and now it didn't happen quite as quickly as it did here in Major League. She had control of the team for 15 years in Los Angeles, but Frontieri was uh, eventually lured by incentives like $20 million in annual profits uh, from guaranteed season ticket sales, personal seat licenses, and a favorable lease at a $280 million Transworld Dome Stadium that already <clears throat> that was already in process of being built, and so she moved the Rams in '95 to St. Louis, and so that type of scenario, life imitating art, right? Or yeah, exactly. And so it it wasn't uncommon. I was like, this has to be semi similar, and that's kind of sure. Just a bit outside, Haywood leads the league in uh, most offensive categories, including nose hair. Everything he says is funny. <laughs> yes. He's like... Everything are zingers, but they don't feel forced. They're just... No, because yeah, he's, he's a broadcaster. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, from sort of a place in my heart, and I also grew up on watching Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. So from a, a broadcaster's heart and Mr. Belvedere, yeah. Harry Doyle is probably my favorite character. Favorite character. No one's listening anymore. Just a bit outside. Nope. Hold on here. Let's see. I'm going to tap right here. No, it says Dorn, but the R and the N are so close together, it reads as Dom. And it's no, I thought she was hot. Three or four beers. Suzanne, Suzanne Dorn. Really? Mrs. Roger uh, Dorn. I'd have hit it. Okay. Whatever. Dude, it was Charlie Sheen I'm, in the late 80s. He was slinging dong at anything that would take it. He was slinging dong. There's your title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Chuck Sheen. Slinging dong. Dong slinger. Dong slinger. That's nice. Um, <laughs> Just a bit outside. With that, with the love song especially. Yeah. Like, hey, if you haven't figured it out yet, we're going to cram it down your throat <laughs> with the Joe Cocker knockoff Junior Estevez here. You know? <laughs> Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. Just a bit outside. <laughs> that makes me think of Tool. He's real f- <laughs> Real fucking high on drugs. Just a bit outside. You like the uh, the dinner guest that was so awestruck by Jake talking about baseball? She's her panties are dropping. Oh, she was she her yeah. panties didn't drop like voluntarily. They, they just she was they so just, wet they just <laughs> slid off of her. <laughs> oh, you have a hey? Drain? Didn't you didn't you swim? Didn't you uh, do an Olympic sport? Uh, I did. I did. 200 meter individual medley. <laughs> Just a bit outside. Or crap open a cold one. What a long ass episode, y'all. We're at uh, just shy of two hours unedited here, so. We're yeah, probably going to be can't just. Imagine how long the tangent episode is going to be on this one. <laughs> We're going to be just shy of two hours edited on this episode. <laughs> uh, Travis yeah. is like, all right, it's been edited. How long I is don't. It? Uh, two hours. <laughs> Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. In Southeast Asia, we call this type of thing bad karma.